I'm telling you, I don't have the energy to deal with morons. I don't mind if you listen to They take a lot of energy. That's the thing. That's why they're winning. <laughs> they they are let so hard to move. Let, let me alone. Mm. Let me be, will you? Why me? Why me? Why did it have to be me? Well, we got a real problem. The only the only thing I know is uh, thank God for blackened American whiskey because <laughs> yes, I drink, drink that. And <laughs> I could drink that, and then right away, I forget about all the morons. <laughs> what a beautiful collaboration from legendary distiller Dave Pickerel and Metallica. Blackened. This is Whiskey Remastered. Boy, those Metallica guys, you got to love them. You know they're making whiskey now using Metallica music. Good for you. God bless. Uh, Jay, you're on the air in Texas. Hey, Howard. Hey, now. You know, and by the way, I haven't forgotten. I got to play you the six-minute phony phone call uh, this morning. Yeah, and, it did, and I've got a great update on Ask Napkinette. It's so gross. You're going to throw up your breakfast. Oh, it's no. going to be great. You're going to wait till you hear that what this guy's up to. <laughs> Let's do it. What could he have done now? Uh, oh, it's so gross. I listened to it last night. I went, oh, I can't wait to play this for my audience. <laughs> yes, Jay. Hey, Howard, these dudes who are, who are anti-vaxxers, just let them not get it and let them die, and let's just protect ourselves because you can't change these guys' opinions. And they're just – let's just thin out the herd and get rid of them. Yeah, well, that's what, maybe that's what will happen. Maybe that will be it. All the morons will die because they won't take the vaccine. I see, I, the- I had to take it because I'm a first responder. So of course. I had to take it because I didn't want to affect nobody else or what? bring it home. So of course. You were people... one of the first people, I suspect, who got the vaccine. You were and and God bless you know yeah. you know how many people in India right now would, would, would pay a fortune to get the vaccine. They can't get it. Yeah. And they're all dying over there. This this asshole who calls me. Oh, well, my father died. Well, a lot of people die of other things. We we understand that. But we got a pandemic yeah. going on right now and this asshole, he's telling me about his father. You know, yeah. everyone's going to die. We get that. Thing, you have to listen to, you know, some of these people are so right-wing, I understand, that it's going to take your rights. Well, it's your right to die, too, so don't make don't make me your right to get sick with you. You know? Absolutely. Well, that's the it's thing. So it's nice. not their right to kill you because they won't do And so. by the way, how in America did it become a right-wing anthem? As you say, you know, these guys are right wing. When did it become right wing to be so anti-America? Like it used to be, you know, I imagine Ronald Reagan would have been the president who got everyone to take the vaccine. Because you do it for America. That's like during World War II, you bought war bonds. You know, you rallied around the flag. Um, When did it become right wing to be anti-vax? I wouldn't want to be part of a party that became anti-vax. It's anti-science. I don't understand how warped this is i'm not uh, a liberal i'm uh, i'm i got some pretty conservative views if you know traditional conservative views but jesus christ when it comes to this vaccine yeah i'm a conservative i'm for my country i'm for standing up and taking the vaccine why do you have to belong to a group to point right to put your view across Can you just be an american and just say hey I'm American. No yeah, thing. some things Let's used to be outside of politics. They were of just course. about being an American, a citizen. And then now everything's political. Like after 9-11, we were all Americans. Mm-hmm. Remember, everyone said, yeah, fuck. Exactly. Fuck Osama bin Laden. Now there's a crisis. Who knows where this COVID came from? It, what's the difference where it came from? They hate exactly. Fauci. They, they hate this one. They, they hate scientists. Who could hate this guy Fauci? This guy Fauci, if you know anything about Fauci, this fucking guy could have made a fortune in private practice. A brilliant guy. Went into public service. Mm-hmm. He, he's he been a leader saving this country from all kinds of viruses. And they're like, well, you're trying to do something to us. You're trying to hide the fact that it came from a lab. Who cares? He didn't know where it came from. He said I would, right. it came from a lab. That's useful information. But, I mean, they, they, they're, they're nuts. The people politicize being sick. 
Well, people just want to make a point. They just want to put a point on their head. I like when people go, I'm liberal. Yeah, yeah. I'm liberal because I'm from taking the vaccine. Can you imagine? I'm a liberal. Or wearing a mask. That makes you a liberal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you liberals wear masks. (laughs) Yeah. And then I get attacked. And Robin, Robin, and I mean, Robin, sexual chocolate. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Robin is sexual chocolate. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Why is that? Yeah, why is that political? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> because it's Howard, these people are just, they're idiots. You can't fix stupid. You just can't. No. You know, I don't know I, how to fix stupid. Thank you. Thank you. You made your point. All right, here it is. Carnegie Mellon survey lists the most common reasons to not get vaccinated. One, concern for side effects. Okay. Everybody, everyone I know who has taken it, I don't, no one's got a side effect. Okay. Except for you, some people did. I didn't even get sick for one day. Nor did I. Yep. Had a sore Two. arm. Waiting to see if they're safe. Well, come on. All right. They're safe. I'm the biggest medical paranoid there is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's safe. Three. Others need it more. Let them get it. Well, they told you they're ready to throw out the vaccine because it's going to expire. But number four is the best. Distrust of vaccines or the government. We got a government. They can't do anything. We can't even build bridges anymore. You think they have the know-it-all to sit there and track you with with a device and the vaccine? Who's putting this all together? They can't even agree on anything. Hey, Jacob. Jacob in Missouri. Yo. Yo. Yes. Yep. Hey, Howard. Hey. So so I got, uh, I was on that whole bandwagon that, thought COVID was bullshit, thought the vaccine was bullshit and everything like that. All the way up until I got COVID right before Christmas, uh, damn near died from it, still suffer from symptoms of it. And uh, I did get the vaccine. My wife got the vaccine. Um, and I recommend anybody get the vaccine now. Um, I know a person it, who got it, COVID. It, it, I know a person got COVID, got over it, and was sick as a dog, got over it. And now months later, is having problems in another part of their body. And the doctor just said, this is a result of COVID. In other words, it's a secondary. This COVID ain't, this well, is such a bad. Well, now they're saying that it causes psychosis in some people. Yeah. They're having Why would you fuck with that? They don't I mean, go well, away, but but if, if half these fucking people suffer from the worst, the worst symptoms of it, I think they'd change their tune. Of course they would. Yeah, but we can't wait for everybody to get sick to figure out they need to take the vaccine. No, no, I agree with that. But no. Thank you, Jacob. I'm glad you're all right. And I'm glad you were able to tell your story here on the air. Okay, Meredith. Then I got to You know, because the the thing is, Howard, these variants will keep getting stronger and stronger. That's right. I'm a long time listener. And I want to tell you, I have had an immune suppressed. Uh, disease since the age of four. I got my COVID vaccine. I'm a nurse full time and I had COVID. So that bullshit jerk off gym is freaking telling false information. Anybody's got like immune suppressed system, check with your doctor first. That's what I did. Is it okay? And he said, absolutely. So that idiot can shove it up his ass and kiss my white fat ass. And Meredith. Uh, yeah. you're immune, you're immune suppressed. You would be in danger from COVID. Absolutely. Of course you should get the vaccine. Yeah. Right. And I, I have gotten years ago an infection that almost killed me and fought it. And I tell you, I called my doctor and I checked, is it okay? He said, absolutely. My husband and I ran, got our vaccines, both of them. And we've been fine. And I work full time as a nurse. It's around everywhere still. Absolutely. God bless the nurses. You know, I uh, one of my daughters is a nurse practitioner, and uh, oh. I'm so I'm so proud of my daughter, all my daughters, of course. But what she is doing and how she's conducted herself, and and she tells me about all the nurses who work with her, and you know, it's rough out there. Howard. It, is, it, it really it is. is. It, it, it is the most. These people are the most wonderful people in our society. And if thank you see you, a nurse, Howard. would you please thank them? 
I see, you know. I, I, you know what? I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And I am a longtime big fan of you guys, all of you. So, you absolutely. Bet. I'll tell everybody. All right. Thank you, Meredith. You know, my, my, I, I see these nurses. And, Robin, you were a nurse, so you certainly know what they sacrifice and what they do and the way they help people and the way they care. I mean, science is the greatest thing this country has going for it. And the fact that some geniuses came up with a a, a way for us to dig our way out of this hole, which is COVID-19, so that we can now again start to, you know, rejoin life. And these morons sit there and you hear them. I don't trust that vaccine. taking away my. I mean, you imbecile! You you know nothing. Lightweight. You don't deserve to live in this country. You go fuck yourself. I I mean, literally, take your penis and stick it in your own ass. That's what <laughs> I want you to do. I wish, wish it was possible. You gotta stop. You gotta stop being stupid. Got to read a book. Read the newspaper. But, you know, I even hear some alleged smart people being stupid. I know. You and I have talked about this off the air. We have identified alleged smart people <laughs> who are stupid. Robin and I spent a lot of time together doing this. <laughs> uh, you know, these morons can't comprehend that some brilliant scientist thought ahead and started working on a mRNA vaccine before we needed it. Well, you know, they, mRNA has, you know, a lot of different applications. It was just that they looked at what was going on. They said, you know, maybe we can use it to create a vaccine quickly. And they did. But mRNA has been used in other other ways. God bless scientists. God bless nurses. Robin, I know a nurse who made the ultimate sacrifice. What did she do? She she straddled her patient who felt they had lost their manhood. And uh, lovely woman. I don't want to na- mention any names. <laughs> it was, uh, I think her name was uh, Clara Barton. <laughs> no, her name was Robin Quivers, and people need to know it. This guy felt bad about himself, and Robin said, here, I'll show you. You're a man. You're still a man. I'll I straddle you. Good for you. That's a sacrifice. You didn't have to do that. Okay. You went above and beyond. I didn't. I could have let him sit there crying because you changed that guy's life. Yeah, man anymore. And you know who that patient was? That was Joe Biden, a young Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, uh, he certainly knows how to make a woman feel good. Did you know what he said after meeting the queen? What did he say? She reminded me of my mother. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing you can say to him. That's the best. I actually watched his press conference. It was so nice to see him overseas and have an adult in charge. It was like so nice. Like, we need our allies overseas. Don't kid yourself. Well, you know, trying to do things on your own and always being on your own and by yourself is a great way to wind up behind the eight ball. Right. That's right. Anyway, uh, let me take a break. Uh, yes, I'm going to get to the six-minute phony phone call. This thing is epic. I mean, I, I mean, I've never heard a phony phone call go on this long. It's wild. I mean, it's real. It's real theater of the mind. Sound effects, guest stars in it. It's crazy. <laughs> really, we've got yeah. cameos, cameos, an epic cast. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, who's in this? Isn't Ice T acting in this one? <laughs> For real, the real iced tea. The real iced tea. Yeah, yeah, like not a bullshit thing. Yeah, iced tea. Just got handed a, a little note over the computer here. Iced tea. <laughs> How'd they get Ma- iced tea? Iced tea's acting in the phony phone call. <laughs> I thought he was a busy man. <laughs> and you know who he plays? Who? Ice, ice tea. tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, listen, um, let me tell you about the tea there is. Guys, can you stop playing with the volume on the music? Let me handle it. Thank you. Who are you talking to? You're looking up in the sky like there's nobody there. Talking to God. (laughs) 
I know when it's loud. I, I do that on purpose. I'll well, explain the show to some people. Uh, the Cedar. <laughs> I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Between the anti-vaxxers and people changing your music box. And people trying to steal my studio. <laughs> I never thought anyone would covet my studio. Uh, the Cedar was so popular. Oh, this is an interesting little fact. The Cedar single came out. It was released before the album. It was so popular that Veruca Salt asked our radio station, K-Rock, to hold back playing the song because their album wasn't out yet. Uh, so they were nervous that people wouldn't buy the album. Veruca uh-huh. Salt reunited back in 2014 after breaking up in 1998. What? 1998 they broke up? Yeah. Nina and Louise did not speak between 1998 and 2012. What What were they arguing about? The vaccine? I mean, what, what could be... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. I love I love these bands. They can't get along. They, they they get something good going, and then they break up. Nina and Louise did not speak. What could it be that they didn't speak about? Get them on the show. Nina Gordon and Louise Post. They started their career as coffee house circuit folk singers. Then they added drums and bass, and then they had a hit song. And then they're fighting. Stupid. <laughs> Two dummies. They should have come on the show and let me work it out for them. What could they fight about? I have no idea. Their periods weren't in sync or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's terrible, Robin. You, you, as soon as women have <laughs> a problem, you say... I'll probably be canceled now, right? Right. You say it's their period. <laughs> Baruch Salt performed at the 1997 Howard Stern birthday bash. Who could forget that moment? You know what? When When you said that they broke up, I was like... They did the show and then broke up. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens to a lot of bands. They do our show and they break up. <laughs> they, they argued about our show, I think. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Uh, well, thank you for doing our show. I remember it like it never happened. I honestly do. <laughs> Seether. It's off the album American Thighs. And where does American Thighs come from, Robin? You might know this. ACDC's You Shook Me oh, All Night Long. Yes. I was going to say, that's a lyric, right? Like, knock me out with those American Thighs. American Thighs, yes. There you go. See? Now, let me ask you something, speaking of this. Uh, where are you on the hairy armpit? On women or guys? Mm-hmm. On women. On a man, it's good. Don't if you shave your arms, there's something going on. Although I had to shave under my arms recently, a little really? bit. Yeah, I was getting irritated. I thought from my deodorant underneath my arms, so I said maybe I maybe I got too much hair under there. So I shaved it down. And uh, did you trim it or you really shaved it? No, I trimmed it. I, I don't want to be seen without any underarm hair. <laughs> People might start talking. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, he's transitioning for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it that's starts. What, uh, yeah. Caitlin first did was shave that, her. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the Adam's app. Next thing you know, you're shaving your Adam's apple off. Um, yeah, no, I, um, a but on a of, woman, I've seen a lot of people sort of raising their armpit, mm-hmm. showing arm hair, like it's a, like a badge of courage or I don't like it. Uh, standing up for something. I, 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 I never liked it. I, I'm telling you, I don't care how hot a woman is. When I see that underarm hair, I'm out the door. I can't fuck I remember, you. I, I, some, I was mm. on the internet going through some things, and Alyssa Milano was showing arm hair. Yeah, no, that's bad. And I was like, what, is that a thing? Mm, it's a thing. A lot of women <laughs> want to do it. They want to prove they want to prove something. I forget what it is they're proving. <laughs> but they want to prove, in other words, like a man can have his hair long under there. Why not? Well, is uh, go ahead. Who cares? In high school, I knew women back in the day, and I listen. I went to high school a while ago. Who during the you know during the you know women's lib grew out there. There was one girl, like Rapunzel. It was so long. I remember I climbed up her window. She braided. <laughs> she braided it, and I climbed up the window with her armpit hair. It was <laughs> fabulous. 
Longest I'd ever seen. By the way, why does armpit hair stop growing long? Like, in other words, why can't you grow it down to the floor? Why does it, how does it know to stop, but your hair on your right, head doesn't Yeah, know? who's governing how yeah. long your armpit hair is? Right. We're looking into that, Robin and I. <laughs> Dr. B in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Dr. B. Hey now, Howard. Hi. Hey now. Uh, listening, listening for over uh, eight years now. So, you know, I wanted to thank you. Uh, I wanted to thank you for uh, what you said today. I mean, this idiots, those who don't want to take vaccine, and I will t- I called you because I wanted to tell you some weird reasoning they give. Like some of them say our leader is Trump. Till he comes and openly tells us to take vaccine, we won't take it. And yeah, and that's other, right. And, and, other, and he took it. And other, uh, Trump took it. Trump took the vaccine. And they don't believe it. They say that it's just a media hoax. Uh, he didn't come and <laughs> even though he says that he took it, it's a media hoax. Right. That's a that's fake, fake news. And uh, and then you and this is you know and uh, I, I was taught all my professors and all my teachers are Jewish, so I I really have high regard and respect for them. And the and this is weird. And this is the this is the new uh, theory they are telling me the reason uh, the highest uh, vaccination in is in Israel is because it seems the vaccines were basically made for Jewish people but not pure white Americans so uh, (laughs) and 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 Howard what you just said everybody should, should listen to it and again and what you just said is so true you go to India, they will sell their house to buy, get a vaccine. Guys, right. we are getting it for free. Please, please, please get vaccinated. You, have, you want to know how difficult it is to get a vaccine in India? Go, just, just, just watch. It's, people are traveling four hours to get a vaccine. So I watch, the, uh, I watch TV. I see the people of India suffering. I, I must tell you how upsetting it is to me. The people of India, wonderful culture. Fabulous people, and they're sitting there going, "We want vaccines so badly. We want it so badly." And uh, we have these idiots in this country who live in the greatest country, wealthiest country in the world, and they and they're sitting there debating, you know. And, and to these people who call up and say, oh, "I don't know anyone who died," well, I'll tell you who died. Uh, Gary Delabate's father-in-law dropped dead from the fucking COVID vaccine very early on. And let me tell you something. People go, well, he was old. He's old. I'll tell you what, I'll come over to your house and I'll let me meet your mother and I'll say, I'll tell you what, let me kill her right now because uh, what, 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 even though she has a couple of good years left, would you let me do that now? It's ridiculous. Oh, he's old. I, well, I, I know have, a lot of old people. I, they want to live. I have one last wish. Uh, when the insanity is over, I know you don't love to travel, but you and Robin and Beth should go to India and watch the Taj Mahal. I know you don't like to travel before you die. And no, you will that's not going to happen, doctor. That's not going to happen. I know. Take I some know. really good pictures. Take pictures, send it to me, or make a TV show about India, and I'll see that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. B. I'm anti-travel. Always was. Way ahead of my time. And nobody's going to force you to travel, Howard. Guess what? Nobody's going to force you because this is a free country. I don't want to see the rest of the world. I love my country. I love my country. Are you going to go glamping? Nope. I did. The <laughs> glamping to me is going to a hotel in Florida. That's a five-star hotel. That's glamping to me. I did All I did as a child... They sent me to a camp that was, uh, it was, you know, for poor people. And I would go in the summer and they'd send you out in the woods and you'd sit there and build a latrine and a tent, <laughs> like not even a tent. It was like a piece of wood and you, with a tarp tied over a it. Lean and, I, and I remember laying there in a, in a sleeping bag on the leaves with spider bites and the, the rain hitting me in the head the whole night. And I'm shivering. And I go, this is supposed to be summer camp. But I loved it. And you know why I loved it? I was out of that fucking madhouse I lived in <laughs> where I was told I was a piece of shit every day. I, of course, I wanted to go to summer camp, anything to escape. 
Give me six weeks of heaven. My parents used to say, we're coming up on visiting day. I say, do me one favor. Don't come. <laughs> they sent and you I, to like a gulag and you loved I, yeah. it. <laughs> and I was eight years old. I said, please don't visit me. I know. Most eight-year-olds cry to go home when they no, get to camp. Not me. I used to, my, my, my parents said, your cousins cry to go home. I go, my cousins, they live in a normal house. <laughs> you too, I need a break. The psychological torture. Everything is horrible. Everything is horrible. And what's wrong with you? You've got it too good. <laughs> I cried when I went back home. You know how kids cry at camp because they want to go home? I cried when I went back home. So for, for 11 months. You didn't months, want to leave camp. <laughs> no. For, for, excuse me, 10 months out of the year, I cried. <laughs> and then for two months, I was liberated. Not even two months. Uh, At summer camp, everybody's my... thinking of glamping now as their first vacation glamping. out of COVID. I, I did camping my whole life. Glamping, I'm okay with that. If it's if it involves a hotel and and meals, they claim that it has all the bells and whistles of a five star hotel. Only outside. I would spend my night in Narrowsburg, New York, shivering in a, a bag <laughs> in the rain. And you know what? It was paradise compared to living <laughs> in my home. I loved it. And then my father sitting telling me what a moron I was and how I'm never going to be able to make a living. It was quiet. None of the bullshit. It was quiet. <laughs> I didn't hear it. You're an idiot. <laughs> what a moron. I mean, it was like, ah. I don't hear the voices in my head for six weeks. I mean, my God. That's like how you luck. And that's how you learn to raise children. Make them so <laughs> miserable they want to leave the house. <laughs> I know. What are these kids doing? <laughs> I like home. I don't want to leave. You like home, you dummy. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, uh, Mike Maine, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Go ahead, Mike. What's on your mind this morning? Come on, Howard. Morning. How are you? Come on. Hey, hey, uh, so, um, I saw this weird article that in the, in the cartoon or the comic book or the cartoon Harley Quinn, they're going to have a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman and gives her some oral sex. Right. And they thought that was a little too much for the show. They said we're trying to sell action figures here, so they don't think that sex that heroes have that kind of sex or something like that. What do you think about them having graphic sex scenes on Batman cartoons? I don't like it. I didn't they show with cock a while ago? Yeah, no, it it's outrageous. Did you know, they really show his cock? Batman has a big thick cock. On the cartoon book, they showed Batman's cock or something like that. I missed that. That's right. Yeah, where were you? <laughs> How did you miss that? No, I um, now in the movies, you know, I like reality with the with the superheroes. There's something so disturbing when I seen when I've seen cartoon when you see sex drawings, <laughs> drawings having sex. There's something so perverse. I don't even like um, nude paintings. When I see these uh, paintings, you know, these cherubic female figures and stuff, I never like it. It ruins painting for me. Really? I, I've been to nude sketch class where the person gets up naked and you draw the I don't like drawing the naked body. And I don't I certainly never I, I don't like seeing my cartoons with, <laughs> with 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 you know, doing sex. I remember I was a kid, I went to see um it was at the Union Deal Mini Cinema. I went to see Fritz the Cat. <laughs> and Fritz the Cat was on at midnight. I stayed up all night, I went over to the Union Dale Mini Cinema, I smoked a weed some weed. And I went there and I watched this cartoon. And it was a cartoon having sex. A cat having sex. <laughs> and with attractive female cats. And uh, I hated it. You know, I, 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 I don't like it. There's something pure about cartoons. And there's something great about comic books. You know, comic I, books are for kids. Yeah, for kids. <laughs> and I, it was pure. You know, every minute as a kid, I was thinking about sex and women. Women... Well, everything to me, you know, so when I at least open a comic book for a few minutes, I calm down. 
You know, like I like the Justice League. I would read that. And even Wonder Woman sitting there with seven guys. She's almost nude. Her breasts and are almost... And nobody's ex- into her. Nobody's into her. That, that Superman's <laughs> like, fuck her. They're, they're, they're discussing world problems. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> know, you know, Batman... There's a whole new level of creeps out there, Howard. Because, you know, like you were talking about in the past, you've talked about all these cons that, that Wolfie goes to with all the creeps, you know, jerking yeah. off to Japanese cartoons and squids, yeah. you know... I don't like it. Women, shit like that. Bronies, I don't like that. I don't like it. When you hear these guys talking about how this, how sexy they cartoon horses, (laughs) it's really disturbing. It's really disturbing. It's almost, it's like what you'd hear in a mental uh, asylum, in an insane asylum. Yeah, we don't lock people up who say those things. No. Well, we we give them a convention. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. They have a convention for people who want to fuck a cartoon. This, you know, back in my day, people were ashamed to show up if they wanted to fuck cartoons. You had to sit home. Now they all find each other on the internet. I don't like it. Sounds I like you're sex shaming them, Howard. <laughs> you know. It's weird. Shouldn't you? You should have some shame in some types of sex, shouldn't you? Like, there's a new era where you shouldn't shame anyone for any type of sex. I'm like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think cartoon sex or sex with animals or sex with kids there's lots of like sex that should be definitely you should shame people they should be ashamed of the fucking dirty because comic <laughs> books were pure i never questioned when bruce wayne took in this very trim muscular teenage boy who was <laughs> insanely athletic yeah, it never and occurred to you that anything was wrong with that no because because you, in other words they didn't pervert it so you, you said okay here's an altruistic guy he took in robin <laughs> All right, a boy named Robin who's super muscular and have a hair on his body, and he says, "Here, live in my house, and I'm gonna," you know, he was like a sugar daddy. And when do you see dress a, up in costumes and right? You know, when do you different. see? When do you see a single guy, young, good-looking guy, take in a teenage boy? Liberace was the last one I saw do that. <laughs> right, Boober. He called took in Boober. Boober. Yeah. Boober and called him Boober. <laughs> <laughs> and he called him. He's you're my ward now. I think he adopted him. I think so. Right, but uh, I never questioned it because comics were pure. There wasn't a lot of sex involved, so you know you you you, you bought into it. But you I'm could even the... take in a young girl and call her bad girl, and right. you didn't bat an eye. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I don't like it, and uh, I'm against it. Thank you, Mike. All right, now it's time to... Uh, I'm going to give you a choice, Robin. You like when I do that, so let's make your day. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm even thinking, uh, you know, here Batman gets this young boy in his house, and then he puts him in a costume, which is short shorts and tight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, super tight short shorts. Like, right up to the ass. That's right. Yeah. And a pair of tights. But why didn't I question it? Why didn't I say, you know, Batman's, you know, he's doing the wrong thing? It's not right to do that to a young man. Uh, you know, he's not old enough. Why did I accept it? Because there was, it was not a, a sexual thing in the, it you was know, pure. Yeah. Yeah. It was innocent. Keep it pure. You know, the idea of Batman eating out, uh, Harley Quinn, who, by the way, is a, a, a supervillain. She looks like a dirty girl to me. I would not do that if I was Batman. Well, she fucked the Joker <laughs> and you know, he wasn't using protection. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Joker is. Filthy. Got yeah. All kinds of shit on his deck. Um, I'll give you a choice. You could hear the um, the unbelievable phony phone call that goes on for six minutes, which would really, you know, that's really something. You could hear an ass napkin ed quick update. Oh, jeez. Okay, you see. And then I could play you a mind-blowing Wendy, the slow adults update, which will blow your mind. because wow. you wouldn't believe you wouldn't even believe the lack of planning in that family's life. I mean, it's just I unbelievable. My mind up. Like, I don't know what's going on at Wendy's house, but the, the, oh, the craziest dear. bit of tape I have here, Wolfie called over to Wendy's place. <laughs> and when I heard it, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, well, this, these are impossible choices. Yeah, well, we only have so much time, so you got to choose something. Um, Yikes. Whatever you well, choose, you can't teasing, go wrong. We've been teasing the phone call, and I'm dying right. to hear it. We could tease it for the next year. Who cares? You know. And Doesn't then, you-, uh, you know, maybe those updates are a little more timely. 
I don't and know. You want to get me. them on right now. <laughs> Whatever you decide. It's your choice. All right. I'm going Ask Napkin Ed and Wendy. No, you got to choose one. You can't. You I can only two. have one? One, yes. Jeez. You've really sold all three. Yeah, all right. Let's start with Ask Napkin Ed, and we'll see if we can't get to we'll all We'll see three. how it goes. All right. This is great. You know, Ask Napkin Ed, a lot of people wrote about uh, Ask Napkin Ed in the uh, fan mail. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of controversy there with Ed taking heroin, and it's really been quite a saga lately. Ask Napkin Ed has been part of the show for years, but really he's come on strong in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we got a very concerning call from Ask Napkin Ed last week where he admitted to using heroin. He was high. Uh, we got an update from Ed on Monday. He said he was experiencing withdrawal since he last used. Uh, here's what people wrote. Ask Napkin Ed needs to detox and get some help. Heroin is no joke. Ask Napkin Chris should stage an intervention. Not a bad idea. Uh, Howard, I, can, I can't think of any setting more depressing than a jobless guy with ass worms using heroin alone in an apartment in Buffalo. You're right. Ask Napkin needs serious help. And he does. And Wait a minute. I don't get this. Ask Napkin Ed's life is horrible. Heroin takes him out of that life. No, come on. But he's going to kill himself. Well, if he uh, uses it responsibly. How come nobody ever talks way, about responsible heroin use? <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking about him the other day. Do you, you know, he says he has these worms in his ass, yeah. and that's why he scratches them, and that's why he has problems with his ass. Do you, do you think there are really worms in his ass, or is this a figment of his imagination? In other words, is he crazy, and he's imagining worms? I think that he's crazy. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think he's always been occupied, if you will, preoccupied with his ass. This is not new. Well, you're right, because in this update, Wolfie called over to Ask Napkin and uh, Ask Napkin told Wolfie about the worst case of diarrhea he ever had. Like he he somehow oh. everything's about his ass. Yeah, I told you this is going to be really gross. <laughs> this is gross. And I'm sorry, but that's that's the truth. Here we go. I had diarrhea that lasted six days before. I couldn't stop shitting, and I don't know where it was coming from. It, was, it wasn't it was only liquid. It was food, too, solid. What do you mean by solid food? Like um, steak was coming out. You were shitting out whole steaks? Yes, and I don't know where it was coming from. All kinds of steak, like uh, filet mignon, ribeye, porter's house, um, T-bone. must have been something that, that I reacted to. It must have been stored up in there for quite some time. So if you reached into the shit, you could pull out a whole steak? Absolutely. Did you pick up any of these shitty steaks to examine them? Um, I looked, yes, because I was looking for worms and stuff. Wow. That's crazy. You know, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, this is a job for Ed. He could yeah. go to some great restaurant and shit out steaks for him. <laughs> I mean, there was a whole state. There was a whole cow. Porterhouse and yeah. ribeye. These are bone-in things. By the way, this is going to get worse in the next clip. So blame Robin <laughs> if you throw up. I didn't choose this. Most people, when they go to the bathroom and have this kind of stuff happening to them, they, they go to the bathroom, they flush everything down the toilet, but not Ed. Because, you know... Ed is uh, doesn't have a lot of money and he doesn't have a toilet, so he shits in a bucket. You know, oh, yeah. So you know, back it, in the bucket days, everything he does is extra gross. Here we go. Were the shitty steaks covered in worms? There was something in there, but I don't know if it was rice or if they were maggots. Then I just put them in back in the toilet. Well, at that time it was a bucket, so I put them back in the bucket. And what does a bucket of shit-soaked steaks even smell like? Great. I um I had my own sink in my in my bedroom because it was a rooming house. I had a bedroom only, and I had my own sink. So I tried getting it down the sink, and I ended up clogging it up. So you used to try to shove steaks into your sink? Yeah. So I had to dissolve them with some acid. <laughs> Your dead body in his ass. Oh my so, you god! Know. And if you didn't eat steak, how are you shitting one out? He's making steak. <laughs> He's, his body actually manufactures steak. 
Who knows what's going on in his head? But, you know, this living arrangement years ago, as we know, when we met him, he had a bucket in his room. Yeah. You know, and so what he what he described. I mean, imagine you own this building and one of your tenants is this is why it must be horrible to be a landlord. He's pouring his shit and his steaks down. the, And then he's. And then something goes wrong and you have to fix it. And you got to call a plumber. The poor plumber has to come in to all of this. And then if I remember the story right, maybe I have it wrong, but Ed feared that the building superintendent would catch him in the hallway with his shit bucket and kick him out of the building. So that's why he was putting everything down the sink. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Wolfie asked Ed if his recent appearances on the show have increased his cameo business. This was kind of an interesting question. It must be. Uh, I've been given a lot of pep talks and advice. So, um, I mean, it's non-stop. How many cameo pep talks are you doing per day? Well, yesterday I think there was uh, 30. And how much are you getting per pop? Well, I charge 19, but I don't get all of it because the cameo takes a commission. Where do you think all these pep talks might lead you? I think they're going to lead into a career as a motivational speaker. Whackpackers like High Pitch are charging up to 75 bucks. What do you think of that? going to have to increase it to $80 then because I'm better than a lot better than high pitch probably 85 if he's getting 75 I should be getting 85 or 90 90 95 maybe I'm giving advice and pep talk he can go suck a dick I'm going to uh, outdo him on cameo and uh, mm. put him out of business I love when people who have nothing fight with each other over scraps well, you know, what's interesting to me is he's giving motivational speeches. Yeah. I would love to hear some of his advice. He can't even motivate himself to get no, out of the room. No, he's lying in yeah. a bucket of shit. And <laughs> With heroin. All right. Um, anyway, between the worms and the alcohol and the shitting. And the heroin and everything. Good Lord, I can't even imagine what this place looks and smells like. He's the most disgusting of all. I mean, like, even like when you talk to um, uh, the bagger, Mark the bagger, like he's coming on his own carpet and leaving it there. I mean, that, that's pretty gross. But this, that, all this shitting. Is, uh, he's gross. He's so gross. So gross. So gross. With tapeworms and a creepy voice. Worms. Nobody is as gross. The mother lays eggs in your asshole. His name. All right, I'll give you the Wendy the Slow Adult. Uh, yeah, I, gotta, I thought we could put those two together. This is just a lesson in poor planning. So this is kind of shocking. Get ready. Wendy is currently homeless. What? And living, living with her mom in a van in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. How did that happen? Well, if you want, I can tell you right off the bat. Because it's just, I mean, what the hell? It's just poor plan. I mean, you should probably listen to all the clips and then it's revealed. But it seems like, you know, in Florida, housing has, you know, take it, a lot of people are moving to Florida since the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, homes have increased in value. And so I guess they have some home that they all of a sudden they got an offer on and they sold it. But they didn't, like, think ahead and figure out where they were going to live. So now they're living in a car. So they had a home. And they sold it. Right, but they didn't go. Homeless. Right. <laughs> they sold the home, but they didn't go. According to Wendy, again, do you believe whatever Wendy says? You don't, you don't know if, you, it's, if it's. You think she's lying about living yeah. in a van? No, I think she. No, no. I know for a fact she's living in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. but <laughs> And she's in a van with her mom. And Wendy's brother and the and the brother's girlfriend are living in a separate vehicle, sleeping in the same parking lot. So, like, oh, so they're next uh, door neighbors now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they move next door to each other. And Wendy's mom owns like a Honda minivan or something, and uh -huh. so they're live. So Wendy and her mom are living in there with the. That's here. Let me play. Horrible. Right. How's Wendy going to the bathroom? Oh, oh, okay. Good, good question. Oh, here's Wolfie. Wolfie's our correspondent. Hey now. Hey, hey now, Wolfie. How's your mom? Did she get vaccinated yet, or are we still dealing with that? She has not been vaccinated, no. Wow. Oh. Isn't it weird when you have a mother? Like, like, you're smarter than your mother, and, like, 
Like she's almost like a child. When did you it, realize a, you were smarter than your mother? Yeah, like how old were you? I mean, when, when you just start evaluating decisions that are being made, that you, that you know maybe not to take that person's advice. So probably in, in the teenage years at some point. But uh, yeah, it's it just it's tricky. It's a tricky situation. Has she ever given you good advice, like in your life? Like, can you ever say, yes. yeah, you know, my, oh, really? Yes, certain things like, uh, I don't know, education, uh, finances. She's really good with certain things. Really? Just, yeah. Education, but when it comes, you say? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, without my mom, I wouldn't have gone to college. Like, she, you know, she really pushed to, to get me there. I was the first person in my family to graduate so well she probably pushed she probably pushed you so that she could go around bragging my son's in college you know it was probably a selfish thing I'm but she's probably right. sorry now because you don't listen to her and her theories right oh no i mean she, she did though she she said like during college that uh that now i have all these you know fancy ideas in my head about about <laughs> the world and you know she she did do that put that trip right. on me yeah, you got all that education. Now you're not listening to anybody. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Well, let's get to your job at hand here. So were you shocked when you called Wendy and you found out that she's living in a van? This is one of the most mind-blowing updates I think we've ever gotten from a whackpacker. It's very unusual. All right, here we go. Wendy and her mom share the van with two cats and a dog, which really upsets me. Uh, her cat named Robin, as everyone knows, after our own Robin. Good for you, Robin. Her cat named Robin managed sorry, to. Sorry, Robin. Yeah, I know. I want to get these animals away from her, but the problem is, every time you take them away, she gets new ones because they yeah. go to the yep. shelter and get them. Her cat named Robin managed to escape the van. By the way, all of her pets have always escaped that house. They always run away. They're yeah. terrified, and they get out of there somehow. Her cat named Robin managed to escape the van. Wolfie asked what happened, and here's the saga. So when you're sleeping at night, do you have the windows rolled down? No, we didn't know how she got out of the car. So she just kind of disappeared? Yeah. Luckily, you were able to find her. She came back because she sent me back when we went, when we came back from Georgia, we slept in the Cracker Barrel uh, parking lot in Norman. That's where she probably sent me. So Robin got away. You guys left the Cracker Barrel and went to Georgia and then came back to that same restaurant a few days later and then you found her? Uh, my brother did, yeah, because I was sleeping. Can, so what do you think's going on, Wolfie? Like, why did they even leave the Cracker Barrel parking lot to go to Georgia? Like, what was in Georgia? Okay, so so Wendy lives, the home used to be in Florida, but now they're desperately searching for a new house. So right. Wendy's mom takes these very long road trips. They go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. So they they rotate where they're sleeping. So that's why they're never really in the same Cracker Barrel twice. But uh, they're just in different locations looking for a new house. What is it about when Cracker Barrel? When they go Barrel? to Georgia, do they go to a hotel or do they still live no. in the van? They live in the van, but they're searching for homes in Georgia. <laughs> so I guess I, it's cheaper. I, I So I researched this. Uh, there's basically two places, businesses, that will allow you to sleep in their parking lot, Cracker Barrel and Walmart. So the Cracker Barrels apparently are safer to sleep in at night than what a Walmart is. That's what you read online. So that that's why they're choosing Cracker Barrel to to park the van at night. So how many people are parked in the Cracker Barrel at night when like Wendy's living there? So for what Wendy and and Wendy's mom said, at night they will just wake up and there are people just peering into their windows. So there's there's people just roaming these parking lots all night oh long. My. Goodness. Well, they're fancy because they have their car. They have the minivan, and like those are the people who don't even have a car to sleep in. I guess. Yes. <laughs> well, that's nice. A Cracker Barrel. What is Cracker Barrel? That's a restaurant. It's isn't a it? restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a country themed restaurant. So they you know serve like breakfast biscuits and down home cooking. So I would think like even in the dumpster they have some good stuff in there. You know. Yeah, I, I I would assume so. I don't know that Wendy can reach it anymore because she's in a wheelchair, but uh, I, I'm sure they Her do. Her dumpster days are over. <laughs> yeah, she's not D dumpster diving. Cats are very particular about where they go to the bathroom. Wolfie asked Wendy about the litter box situation in the car. When you're living in a car with a cat, how does the cat use a litter box? Um, I, I, I put my cat out by the door holder by the leash. 
When you're doing a long road trip, has your cat ever had an accident in the car? Yes. She's been farting in my face. Because her cat butts right near your face when she farts? Uh, yeah. I, and plus, uh, whenever I get ready to eat, she has to stick her ass in front of my mouth when I'm trying to take a bite of something. Wolfie, you're convinced that the cats are shitting in the car, right? Did you ever get proof of that? So I've had cats. You cannot take a cat out on a walk like a dog and have it go to right. the bathroom. When, when a cat <laughs> wants to go, the cat goes. And right. the, yes, that cat has had accidents in the car. Of course. That's not an accident. They have no <laughs> right. place to go. <laughs> the accident is Wendy. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, how are they getting rid of Wendy's diaper? Because Wendy's diapers always fall. So, so this takes a lot of planning. So a lot of gas stations, they're not open 24-7. So you have to plan where you're going to find a gas station that actually has a bathroom with a stall wide enough to get a wheelchair in. So they have to plan hours in advance what's going to happen for that night. And, and it, it's challenging. Wow. Why Did you get to ask the mom, like, why didn't she just buy a house? Once she sold her house, like this seems like crazy planning. The 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 story I I was told was that, that they received a, a cash offer, and it was one of those. It had to happen very quickly, so there was not enough time to find another place no. to move into. Have they ever hmm. heard of renting? No, uh, I, I, I've, <laughs> they haven't I've, invented I've, I've that. Me- I've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't invented that where they live. Uh. There aren't a lot of healthy dining options on the road, as you know, Robin. Wendy talked about where she likes to eat her meals. Her favorite is KFC. There you go. There's an endorsement. What meal did you get when you stopped at KFC? Oh, my original uh, two-piece chicken with gravy, mashed potatoes, gravy, and green beans. When you're on the road living in a car and you're eating fast food, can you get a little gassy? Uh, yes, I do. What and also it? my cat is gassy, too. What does it smell like in that car? Uh, of the cat and windy uh, gas. Now, when you blast a big fart in the car, do you roll down the windows for your mom uh no me and robin always keep the window up and we normally just lay it out so your mom has to suffer through the smell of your gas yep yeah that's what moms do oh my yeah keep in mind this is florida in the summertime and they're sitting in a metal box sleeping in a car is not comfortable as you point out robin uh wendy describes how she attempts to sleep in the car uh, I, I mostly sleep up front because I can't get in the back. When you sleep in a car at night, is it uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. Ow, fuck you. What's the most uncomfortable part about sleeping in a car?